And welcome to another episode of Satisfying Static. Hello, hello. I have zero pieces of housekeeping. I'm working a night shift today and that sucks. That's about all I got. Oh, boo. Okay. Well, um, I guess I have a few. One is that uh, some of my, can I call them coworkers? Some of my people that I work with now know <laughs> I have a podcast. <laughs> woo! Woo! Uh, those of you who can't see the look on my face, it's terror. <laughs> <laughs> it's genuine excitement. It really is. I thought it would be so cool and fun to have my mic in the background when I was on Zoom meetings because I'm techie and cool. Um, right. And, and realized that the people would start asking questions about that. Uh, so that was my fault. But anyway, hi, David. Thanks for listening. Um. <laughs> we love David. We love David. Thank you. Thank you for your undying support, David. We appreciate it. Um, so that's a, that's a fun one. Every time that happens, when people ask me about stuff, I immediately go into brain panic where my brain goes through every episode we've ever done. And I think about all of the horrible things I've said about myself. Um, <laughs> you know, and yet I still do it. It's like I'm a glutton for punishment. Um other thing, I went to my first Dodgers game last night for Pride Night. Ooh. Ooh. Go Dodgers. They lost, but it's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I was really excited because I I don't – I'm not a sports gay. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I don't sports. Absolutely right. couldn't Olivia is the same way. She looks yeah. at the TV screen and goes, go sports. Yeah, literally. What football are we using for this one? Um, right. <laughs> but – but I do like going to games. I enjoy like, obviously the experience is a lot different and you know, there's like nachos and a helmet and people nachos yelling, the and, <laughs> which I got, of course, because I that's my to. favorite keepsake. Yeah. yeah. That's the best one. Of course. Uh, I got way too excited when I saw that cause I forgot they do that. And so I, that was my mission. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. Really fun. Like great energy, great vibes, great show. Um, great game i guess we were it was, was gonna like, say wow you just said great uh, show well <laughs> no there, well because it was pride night so there was acts and stuff before oh okay okay and after right. there's like a whole thing there's okay. like a whole okay. and there was a dj and yeah it was like a whole thing so because it was pride night um but also because it was pride night there were protesters um so that was interesting to see uh because i hadn't like personally experienced a whole lot of that yet in my life and we took the bus there. And so for anyone who saw on the news how many protesters there were, I got there very early. So it was not what was on the news. It was like a line of people along the street, maybe. Um, but even that we were kind of shocked because it was like down the whole drive from basically turning to get into Dodger Stadium. Um, and we had been told that they were going to be in like a back parking lot. So we were like, oh good, we won't even see them. And like, as soon as the bus turned, we we're like, oh my goodness, what is happening? So many stop anti-Christian hate signs, just as far as I can see. Um, so that was interesting. I will say a lot of people were asking me about like how that affected the game and stuff. And uh, to be honest, like, thank you to the Dodgers, because I, as soon as we entered the gates of that parking lot, couldn't see them, couldn't hear them, different, like, levels, of, I was on different levels of the stadium, and, like, looking out over LA and stuff, and had no idea where they were, like, once you were inside, there was no hate, no protesters, it was just all 
really fun, positive. When we left, didn't see any of them, nothing like that. So honestly, my whole experience with it was very minimal. And I'm super grateful for that. So for anyone who's curious. Well, I'm glad you didn't get hate crimed. That's cool. <sighs> yeah, me too. I'm glad. I hope no one did. But I, I didn't look at the news this morning. So we'll see. But yeah, I haven't. Insane. Nothing's broke national headlines yet, at least. From it what was I've seen. just a lot <clears throat> of people. We honestly like some of the girls were pulling it up on Instagram and stuff while we were in there. We were like, oh, this is like tripled since when we saw it. So, um, yeah, we saw the aerial photos and stuff, but again, like from the stadium, couldn't, had no idea. Could you imagine if all of those people came together to fight homelessness or, <laughs> you know, something helpful, the drug pandemic, yeah. any, really anything else? Yeah, I know. Right. It would be so nice. It would be so nice if all those people were, were building a homeless shelter or yeah, volunteering with Habitat for Humanity or really anything else <laughs> i mean i shouldn't say anything else we don't want them to get back into to book banning but you know most other they're still things doing that. they're still doing yeah it never stopped hey <laughs> shout out to our alma mater illinois just banned book bans oh i did see that yeah i did see that i was like oh look something to be proud of i guess <laughs> yeah woo chicago woo. uh so yeah yeah see hey that's a, a positive positive um, but yeah, I mean, in a sea of, of bad, there's always like little glimmers of, of positivity. So that, that's one of them. <clears throat> yeah. Well, there's that. Uh, I, I guess I, I lied. I have a little bit of housekeeping. I Ooh. found a, uh, company for the rebrand that I will be working with, which is Ooh, exciting. That is exciting. Um, I had originally thought about waiting it out a little longer and, uh, friends of ours recommended these two women, they're twin sisters, uh, and I met with them, and they were lovely, and the price point is right where it needed to be, and they'll cover both Christine Kapow and Millimeters of Mervyn, so hopefully we'll have a functioning Millimeters of Mervyn website by, like, Christmas of this year. Cool. That's going to be exciting. Be a deal. Yeah. Yay! Progress. We love to hear it. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's really it for me. Let's find right. a word. Time to warm up the Let's machine. find a word. <clears throat> warm up is appropriate it's just not fired up it doesn't get red hot you know <laughs> it just it's a cool kinda, cool warm up just kind of buzzes <laughs> the new that's sound much, for the generator <laughs> that's pretty much the i wish i could do a click like a <laughs> <laughs> that's that's more what it does that's, that's the generator turning on <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, first word of the day is a bridge or a bridge. A bridge. Okay, wait. We might need to Google this one because I'm not a million. I think it means to like shorten, but I'm not honestly a million percent sure what this word means and how to use it outside of like an English class. <laughs> Do you think it's a bridge too far? That was a joke. That was a bad joke. Okay. So, correct. It is to shorten a piece of writing without losing the sense. The introduction is abridged from the author's afterward to the novel. Oh, okay. So, specific to writing. Then that makes a lot of sense. Because I was like, how, when would I ever use this word in, like, a sentence in my life? It can also be used in reference to law as a verb. To curtail a right or privilege. Even the right to free speech can be abridged. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. That feels more 
functional. I'm very confused because it in one sentence can mean to shorten something or in another sentence it can mean to just avoid it altogether. Yeah, or I guess like shorten the amount of law you are allowed to receive. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Shorten Take rights amount. away? Yeah, yeah, that's what that means. Yeah, yeah. Shorten the amount of rights you are allowed to receive. <laughs> Boy, I don't think any of us love right stealing here uh no no probably not a huge fan of that um i would hope most listeners aren't um but you never know you never know people are surprising you nowadays with their right stealing i really don't yeah seriously (sighs) excuse me i really don't have much to think about with um a bridge except if you stare at it long enough it looks like it should say a birdcage it does kind of, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah, I don't have a lot for a bridge either. It just makes me think of like English classes and college. So, okay. Well, well. On e- to the next. <laughs> uh, ample or ample? Ooh, I like ample. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. I made it a little French. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Ample. Mm. It sounds like something you would order. <laughs> like at a restaurant. Well, yeah, because it sounds like an entree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I would like to have the ample entree. <laughs> oh my god, what was the actual word? <laughs> it's, it's ample. A-M-P-L-E. You have had ample time to study that's, the word. That's literally the, the exact thing I thought of. Is that like the most common use of ample is like ample time? Because yeah, we have ample opportunity. We have ample. Yeah. Well, anyway, that was the first thing it made me think of was time, which, you know, is a trigger because I have ADHD. So I was like that whenever <laughs> I think of that phrase, like ample time, it always makes me panic because I'm just like, no, that's incorrect i do not have ample time to do shit so you need to calm down (laughs) right ample is a synonym for abundance and when i think i have an abundance of anything i'm wrong and i don't have it (laughs) but when i think i i have none of it i actually have an abundance of of the thing yeah yeah is that an adhd thing we're just opposite about that but i I don't know i've been told i've been told it has to do with our object permanence but i don't know i'm like I don't have enough toilet paper and then I buy like a huge thing of toilet paper and then I go to the bathroom and I'm like, oh, look, I've got 60 rolls of toilet paper already. Right. And then you're like, oh, I don't need toilet paper. I bought like 70 rolls. I'm fine. And you open the cabinet. You're like, there's one in here. What happened to the 70? (laughs) Yep. I did the same thing with deodorant. Right. So I was like, I kept buying deodorant when I was running out, but I wasn't actually running out. I had all this deodorant that I just wasn't (laughs) using in like a bottom drawer. And so I was like, no, Christine, you can't buy deodorant until you use all your old deodorant. So I've been, I haven't bought deodorant in probably seven months now. And then just like two days ago, I was running out and I was like, oh no, Olivia, can you buy me deodorant? Because I'm actually, I'm actually almost out of all my old crappy deodorant. Yeah. I've done that with a lot of things. I've done that with garbage bags. I've done that with toothpaste. Mm. I can't tell you the amount of toothpaste I one time found in the back of my like bathroom cabinet thing. I, I made a like, video about that, about toothpaste. Use all your samples before you use your your new stuff. Oh, and it so has smart. an expiration date on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
toothpaste well, expires, and I opened up some old ones thinking that it was a BS thing, and it looked not right. Gross. Like it really does expire. Yeah. Well, luckily, I went through most of that the toothpaste that I was hoarding, but that that did happen. Um, yeah. And lots of other little things. Barbecue sauce for a while was a bad one where I was like always running out of barbecue sauce. So you're always buying a new bottle, and then all of a sudden I go in the pantry, there's like seven in there. Like why? Yeah. We keep a ton of soy sauce from our favorite sushi place because if they don't give us enough soy sauce, we have extra. It got to the point where we had so much extra, Olivia put it all in this big like Ziploc, like this huge Ziploc and took it to the community fridge and was like, we can't keep all of this soy sauce, Christine. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I'm like, we could need it one day. <laughs> one day. One day we'll go through with a pile of soy sauce. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe I guess you explained it. It has something to do with our object permanence. But yeah, I agree. I also feel that all the time when I have... In abundance, I don't. And when I don't, I do. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad with money. Like, I feel like I have more money than mm. I would have ever dreamed of me having, you know, five years ago. And yet I'm like, mm, it just isn't enough. It just isn't enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's probably a common feeling for people a lot of times. But um, especially because, you know, gone are the days of having to, like, pull out a wallet and, like, cash and so, like, you're just swiping all the time. It's so easy not to think about it or see it or, like, really just be able to ignore it, honestly, all the time because you don't have to look at your bank account for a long time if you don't want to. <laughs> right. Until you swipe your card and it just doesn't work one day and then you're like, oh, yeah. wait. They're like, oh, shit. Am I out? <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, that's true. But I heard something on the news or whatever that was talking about that, that, like, that's actually a pretty common feeling among people now is that like a lot of people avoid looking at their bank account because it gives them anxiety because like you swipe 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 and you just never see it so you don't have to be fully aware of how much money is in there how much you're spending how much is going out and like I know I avoid that but like I avoid a lot of things so that's like my credit card statement I really don't look at my credit card statement until about three days before I get paid because I'm like no Christine you can't do anything about it okay you've already spent the money it's already gone it's already gone you know you've swiped it a lot, so maybe swipe it less. Yeah. <laughs> in the next three days so that when you get paid, you can just pay it off immediately and it's not a big deal. Sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised and I've thought that I've spent a lot of money and then I check my credit card statement and there's like nothing on there and I'm like, oh, look at me go. I know. I love those days. I, I feel so proud of myself on those times when I'm like, oh no, I've really fucked myself over this month. It's been a bad one. I need, I need yeah. to calm down. And then I open the bank statement and I'm like, oh. I only bought DoorDash twice this month. I'm doing great. <laughs> oh, my God. Twice this month. Uh, I'm lucky if I don't do it twice in a week. Uh, I know. I used to be really, really bad with it, but I had to cut back because it was literally unsustainable. So, <laughs> Yeah. A buddy of mine from France, the other Maggie, and I were just talking the other oh. day, and she's like, it's so hard in America because a lot of what you can get on DoorDash is very equally priced to what you're paying in the grocery stores right now. Yeah. So it's like kind of tricky because to buy a nice meal that you can make at home in France it's literally like one third the cost of going out to eat yeah but here she's like I can DoorDash for almost you know a couple dollars more or less than what I would have paid to make the meal yeah that is that is very true and like that makes it extra hard for those reasons is like it's extra time, extra work, extra effort, extra energy to go to the grocery store, pick up the ingredients, make the meal yeah. for yourself. And if you're only paying like $5 more and that's including like delivery fees and everything, yep. Yep. you're just going to order it. 
Yep. And that's the thing. I, I talk about it all the time, but I'll pay for stuff that saves me time. Oh yeah. Me too. Every time. I mean, I think that's totally valuable and worth it. I don't, I don't think anyone should feel bad about that ever, but like, you know, yeah. Like at some point I knew that like ordering out all the time wasn't financially sustainable because like Mm -hmm. it used to not be, but at this point, yeah, with grocery store prices, like I went on a grocery store run to get like two bags of stuff, like really nothing like coffee and a couple of frozen pizzas and like some strawberries basically. And it was like $80. And I was yeah. like doing it in an effort to <clears throat> save on ordering out. And I like, didn't want to go like order a pizza or whatever. And I was like, all right, I'll spend like $10 more and then I'll have food for the week. No, it was double the cost. <laughs> right. Right. And <laughs> When I was in the Midwest, I shopped at Aldi a ton. Mm-hmm. And when I moved out here, I was like, I still want to shop at Aldi. The closest one is about 25 minutes away. Well, one time in traffic, it took me 45 minutes to get there. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. Yeah. Because now it's 90 minutes to save me $40 when I have a right. grocery store literally less than a song's length away from our house, like three minutes away. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't make sense for me. Like $40 to save, you know, 45 or well, an hour at that point in drive time, I'm doing it every time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hear you. I know some people are not like that, but I think that time is super valuable and like I waste a lot of it already. <laughs> so if I can save yeah, little I do. bits here and there, I will. Right. I, I waste enough time on my own. Thank you. I don't <clears throat> need something else to help me do that. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm already slammed with deadlines and rushing most of the time anyway, due to my own fault. So like, I don't need the extra stress <laughs> there. Um, no. But yeah, anyway, so now that we have ample time to discuss another word. I'm not going to lie. The word ample makes me mad because it looks like sample without the S. And I just feel like who did that? Who was like a sample size, which is a small part of something. Let's drop the S and let's say ample's the opposite of that. Let's do that. And I want to know what person invented that word. I didn't I didn't think of it that way and that's hilarious. I love I love that. <laughs> that that's making you angry today. It's just really annoying to me. Again, I'm also sleepy and cranky, so like here we go. So probably a lot of really little annoying things for you today. Yeah, uh how about opera or opera or Oprah? <laughs> or Oprah. It's not It's not Oprah. No. <laughs> <laughs> opera o- opera opera <laughs> stop saying oprah it's not oprah <laughs> well that's what opera makes me think of <laughs> opera opera makes me think immediately of italy interesting why um there's that scene in saving private ryan where nope. <laughs> they're either in France or Italy at that point. And do you know what Saving Private Ryan's about? I do, yeah. World War II, right? Saving the Saving Private Ryan. Yes, it's World War II. They're Private Ryan is somebody who's in the military and all of his siblings got killed, so he's the last one. So this mother is like devastated and the military's like, we should save this one guy. So they go to get this one guy, and it's Tom Hanks is in it, and Matt Damon is Private Ryan. That's, okay. That's that. But so they're on the way to get Private Ryan and they're in this scene and it's either in France or Italy. I feel like it's in France, but it's an Italian opera singer. singer. 
And this guy who understands Italian is like sitting there and he's able to <clears throat> talk about what she's singing about. And it's like this beautiful piece of like him getting emotional about this woman singing about these things. And so now I always think of opera in Italian. I <clears throat> <clears throat> okay. Um, and apparently Saving Private Ryan um, when you think of opera. Right. But, um... <laughs> and the Sydney Opera House. Oh, okay. Because it's gorgeous. Right. It's like Sydney's one architectural thing, right? Like, they don't get to have a space needle and (laughs) the Statue of Liberty and all this other stuff. They get the Opera House. The Opera House. Yeah. Um, And bushes. I mean, and bushes. Yeah. When you think of Australia and you think of landscape, you think of opera. You think of, (laughs) right. You think of the Opera House and then you think of, you know, the Outback. Um, I don't know if bushes was the first thing that comes to mind when I think of the outback, but it, yeah, okay. Really? Those little scraggly bushes? Those little scraggly bushes on like desert is what makes me think of the outback. Oh <clears throat> no! When I think of outback, I immediately think, immediately think kangaroos. Like that's the first thing. Kangaroos and koalas are like the first two things that pop into my head. I think of a kangaroo in front of a scraggly bush on like a kind of <laughs> <laughs> desert. And then you turn around to the other half of the country, and then there's Sydney. <laughs> um, apologies to any Australians listening. <laughs> yeah, this is not meant to be offensive. <laughs> but it, it might be, so we're sorry if it's coming off that way. We're just... In our defense, it's just like you guys thinking all of America is corn in southern accents. Which is fairly accurate, though. <laughs> That's not accurate. The South makes up one third of the country. It's a it's a big chunk, you know. It's a big ah, okay. yeah, but like at but at some point, like Illinois becomes the South, you know. Like we talked about. Well, this. to Canada, sure. <laughs> well, no, but we talked about this. Like at some point, you drive far enough south in Illinois, and people start getting a Southern twang, and you're like, "Where am I?" Oh uh, yeah, I'm talking like deep South. I'm <laughs> talking true. like Mississippi, like, Alabama. Yeah, like actual like L- Southern Louisiana, accent. Kentucky. Not not that some not part, some parts of Tennessee, <laughs> some parts right. of t- not that backcountry twang. That's not that doesn't count. <laughs> no, no, not that weird. I'm from Southern Illinois, so I think I'm Southern, and you're not. I don't. I think it's it's so interesting to me. This country is like so massive. There's so much I don't know about it. That yeah, it does sometimes feel like it's all corn and Southern accents. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, anybody that isn't from the United States would be like, I'm sorry, you put ranch on everything? (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I don't, but certain people in my country do. Yes, this is true. But people do, yeah. People do. But that's like us going up to Australians and going, all of you are putting shrimp on the barbie, right? And they'd be like, no, we're not. You all eat Vegemite all the time. (laughs) Oh, right. Isn't that their little like snack things that they have? It's like a spread. Yeah, it's and like Nutella, right? I don't think it like not same flavor, but same concepts. Mm. Vegemite, <laughs> I, I believe. Um, I think you can put it like a spread on on sandwiches. Some somebody, an Australian, explained it to me a long time ago, uh, and I have immediately forgotten. Obviously, but yeah, that was the one. I one takeaway. I was like, oh, you all eat what's a Vegemite? <laughs> yeah. We're looking it up, folks. We're looking up the Vegemite definition. 
I'm pretty sure it's like a spread. But yeah, that's the one thing I always think of when we're like, oh, it's like telling all Australians, like, go shove your Vegemite. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, this description is not great. Thick, dark brown Australian food spread made from yeah. leftover brewer's yeast extract with various vegetable and spice additives. It was developed by Cyril Callister in Melbourne, Victoria in 1922. Um, That's over 100 years old. Vegemite is over 100 years old. You said yeast? (laughs) Yeah. It's made from leftover brewer's yeast extract with various vegetables and spice additives. Oh, okay. Yeah, so still does not clarify what the hell Vegemite is, but it is a spread you can put on things. It has a complex flavor that is profoundly savory and hyper-rich in umami. It almost has a meaty flavor like a demi-glaze or rich stock. Okay. Think of it like a bouillon paste. Okay, that is kind of what I had in my mind, but why would people eat that? (laughs) Like the idea. Yeah, they said it's just like beef bouillon. Oh, okay, okay, that is exactly what was forming in my mind. Except, why? Except, like, would you put it on a sandwich? How is it eaten? <laughs> yeah, they literally just they like spread it on toast. It's like they're 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 yeah, toast okay. rather rather than butter. They put Vegemite on there. I yeah. can't say I'm for it. I can't say I'm against it. You know, I, I haven't tried it, so I, I, I'll reserve passing judgment until I'm able to taste it for myself. But I will say, my stomach is not a fan right now. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to an opera? Have you ever been to a Vegemite <laughs> opera? I have never been to a Vegemite <laughs> opera. I've also never been to an opera, but I would love to go. I, I um, loved Chicago every year does like an architectural week where these mm-hmm. like... Um, hugely famous buildings are open to the public and you can go and wander around and like sometimes there's info or tours or whatever and so the opera house is usually one of those um or the different theaters are usually some of those buildings and like I've been in there um and I've always wanted to like just get dressed up really fancy and like go to the opera or a ballet um because that feels like those are things that you're supposed to dress up fancy for (laughs) Right, yeah, you are supposed to dress up fancy to go to the ballet or to the opera. So, of, yeah, of that's those my things, only <laughs> Of those things, I think I will go to a ballet before we go to an opera. I can't imagine Olivia would want to do an opera over a ballet. Yeah, she's giving me a thumbs up from the couch. Yeah, I figured that because Olivia's a dancer, you you guys would want, rather do a ballet. And I think I would, I would like to experience both, but I think I would love to experience an opera just for the, like sheer power of these people's voices like the skill is yeah no ridiculous. it's it's super cool yeah do you, are, do you watch drag race much um not very often but i'm familiar <laughs> so monet exchange from drag race oh, is yeah. a trained opera singer yeah and like has posted some opera stuff and i'm like oh, this is fascinating oh yeah like he did it in a challenge once and then um he posted like right after his season. He did like a mini tour with like an opera group of some sort. It was, it was really cool. cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, I think it's so interesting. It's just like an art form we don't really give a shit about anymore. It seems like, but um, like the there just hasn't been a really great movie to market it. Like acapella got pitch perfect. 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, I feel like opera is difficult to modernize, but maybe people are doing it and I'm just not aware. But like, um, I was a music major in high school and I was a choir. So we studied a lot of operas and stuff because like the amount of work and like training you have to do to be an opera singer for your voice. I mean, like before there were microphones (laughs) for your voice to have to, that was the goal is your voice has to fill that entire theater. And that's how yep. they still train. Like, I, I'm sorry. So somebody on that stage, you took all their microphones away. Could You probably could steer, still hear them all the way in the back. There has to be a, a push to modern, modernization. I'm wondering now, because like, opera. yeah, because like even, even most operas that are in performance are ancient and in other languages, like modern English operas like I don't even know that there are that many English operas they're usually like in Italian or French yeah it just says this Italian opera theater that's been open since 1829 is trying to modernize it they're making it more of a theatrical performance so there's movements there's set pieces that kind of stuff Olivia is violently shaking her head yes on the couch so okay interesting it's pretty violently sweetie it's like it's (laughs) really selling that you're saying yes she's like it's not violent it's not violently. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of violently. Well, that's that's interesting. I'd be I'd be down to see how that how that works. But yeah, I just I just ha- it's been I feel like opera is just a really difficult art form to modernize. We'll see. Someone can do it. Someone out there wants to. I mean, we've modernized classical music. Look at Bridgerton's entire playlist. We've modernized everything. Like it's definitely doable. It's just like how do you make a hip hop? How do you do it? How do you make a hip opera? First of all, if somebody doesn't make one that's called a hip (laughs) opera, I'm gonna be so mad. I'm gonna be so mad. A hip opera? A hip opera. (laughs) You better make a hip opera and the merchandise better have a hippo doing something hilarious on it. I love it. Um, but no, I mean, like it's, someone's had the idea out there there just has to be interest, but I feel like so many people nowadays don't even know what opera is that like, even if you said like, oh, I'm trying to modernize opera, they'd be like, what's an opera again? Um, so I think we just need to see it and then people would be like all for it. On the same vein, I could just imagine the next generation of people being like, yeah, we're super into opera. Yeah, (laughs) Just because it's super retro, right? They're like, yeah, yeah I'm not super in opera. Like, corsets are making a comeback. Yeah, right? Like, right. all these terrible fashion choices are making a comeback. Opera's next on the list. It's coming oh back. Oh, my God. It's so 1880 retro. Oh, my God. It really is, right? Like, vinyl discs made a comeback. Okay. Record players made a comeback. Everything, Opera's coming back. Everything comes around. Yeah. No, you're totally right. And that kind of like renaissance look is definitely coming back in fashion for women. Um, so I'm I'm curious. We'll see. Yeah. I, these like super fruffly things that are like half ripped up. It's fascinating. Oh, yeah. Well, there's there's two things happening in fashion at the same time that are making my head hurt. One is the like renaissance like ditzy floral corsets, ruffles, frilly, like very extra feminine mm-hmm. look. And the other one is the early 2000s fashion had no rules and nothing makes sense era. 
yeah. which was we're also, all back in the baggy t-shirts. No, we're it's like you're wearing a, a ripped up jean skirt as a shirt, and you're wearing yeah. like a <laughs> jean jacket as pants. You know what I mean? And like everything has <laughs> ruffles, but for no reason, and everything's ripped up, and nothing that you're wearing matches. Like, yo, listen, I know that was a trend, but not all trends need to come back. Sometimes the plastic chokers are back. Sometimes we made mistakes. You know what I mean? Like some things yeah. can die. Yeah. Some things can die. So like yeah. I I hear you, but I feel like two of those things are cl- are smashing into each other sometimes and it's making it so much worse. It's just making it worse. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> Fashion's in a rough spot right now. It's in a uh, rough spot. I hated this era. I hated the freaking early 2000s pop singers wearing like pencil thin mini skirts and I don't know a long sleeve ripped up t-shirt what <laughs> it was horrible well, and every man ever had plastic tips or the you know frosted tips oh my god that. yeah they all have that weird everything's undercut but then they have the huge foot back in the front oh yeah yeah where all the sides are shaved but they have like a central <laughs> Of hair that goes backwards it's it's i don't get it men's hairstyles i don't understand men's hairstyles are are interesting hairstyle trends are also interesting i am like i was very into when like all these like mid 90s women's hairstyles were were back into fashion they still are all these blowouts and stuff and then i remembered that it makes everyone look like a mom yeah yeah uh olivia the other day it's literally mom after hair. yeah after she got her haircut she like had this very teacher outfit on and i'm like oh you've never looked so much like a teacher than like in this moment like very teacher very teacher energy yeah i it's it's the hair i'm telling you it's because every the trend for women's haircuts right now are these like blow billowy layers with these blowouts that is giving everybody like rachel from friends in the early days where like rachel she had mom hair like you know don't get me wrong she was still hot but she had mom she was rocking mom hair we were all they were all rocking mom hair in the 90s and now so are we why did we do this to ourselves why olivia is hotter than rachel from friends (laughs) oh look i'm not saying it's not we're not so hot i'm just saying we're all hot moms now. <laughs> We're all hot moms now. That's funny. I swear, like, after I cut my hair, too, and then I was wearing, like, stud earrings, like, just little studs, which I almost never do because it makes me feel like a mom. I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, absolutely not. Like, I have to, I'm going to shave my head. What is going on? <laughs> you know what, though? All these hot moms just need to go to the opera. Okay. Oh, no. Find some hot zaddies. <laughs> I don't know if zaddies hang out at the opera. Maybe they do. Maybe that's why I can't find one. <laughs> Rich zaddies hang out at the opera. Okay. Guess the ones I'm who got going that generational to the opera. Wealth. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess your girl will be digging through her closet and going to the opera tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Well, I think we've spent ample time here. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. I like that. All right. Hey, cool. thanks. <laughs> I forgot that. the first word. Oh, a bridge. I got nothing for that one. I'm not even to try. All right. Well, let's abridge this ending. Anyway, this Ooh. has been fun. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Until next time, you guys.